Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I am the founder of Alzheimer Speaks, and I created Alzheimer Speaks to basically raise everyone's voice and to try to help connect people to the resources, tips, and tools that they need. And I'm really excited about our show today because we are going to be talking with a handful of the ALS authors who are changing the world one book at a time. But before I go there, we always get new listeners, so I'm just going to tell people a little bit more about what we do and why we why we do what we do. Um, bottom line, Alzheimer's Speaks is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care culture from crisis to comfort around the world. And we also help companies expand their brand footprint by leveraging um, all of our platforms. You see, we've got the radio show, but we do some video interviews called Dementia Chats. We've got a blog, YouTube channel. Uh, We just think it's really important to use all means of communication um, way past the, the written and verbal word. We like to be able to meet people in person as well. And so it's just a, it's a very uh, fun and exciting, exciting time. You, you have lifted um, our presence in the world by your likes, your clicks, and your shares. And I hope that you'll continue to do that, especially with this show, because this group is really making a difference. And they can, you know, by spreading the word, hopefully they'll be able to come to your neighborhood and your libraries and conferences as well. So make sure, you know, to uh, to like and click and share because there is there is power in just those few seconds in terms of helping raise awareness regarding dementia and getting help in people's hands. If you'd like to call in and ask a question or make a comment, you can do that at 323-870-4602. I will try to get to you, but we do have a pretty packed show today with a lot of information to get out. And I always like to uh, say to our audience, you know, you could be our next guest because everyone is welcome on Alzheimer's Speaks. If you are living with a diagnosis or maybe you're having symptoms and haven't been diagnosed, a family member, a business professional, an author, a playwright, just um, a movie director, a musician, a researcher, you name it, everyone is welcome. Now, I do want to give uh, just a couple of shout-outs to a few organizations before I introduce our guests here. Uh, the first one is Jennifer Fitzpatrick. She is doing a um, virtual book club called Cruising Through Caregiving, and it's free, and it's been running since May 15th, and will go till August 28th. And you can find out more information about her book club if you just go to my uh, main homepage on alzheimerspeaks.com. Same with Alzheimer's Disease International. They are pushing out a survey. They want to know what do you think about dementia because they're trying to help global leaders um, push push what truly is needed forward. Also, um, Stall Catchers is a platform where you can actually um, analyze real Alzheimer's research and help push things forward. And all three of those you can find on alzheimerspeaks.com main page. Uh, Last, I'm just going to give a shout out to Dementia Action Alliance. They just had their conference in uh, Georgia. I was not able to attend, but I heard that it was a, a great success. And so that's always fun to hear. And they give many people with dementia the opportunity to speak and many business professionals and medical professionals in the industry's minds and attitudes uh, towards, the, towards the disease change uh, through, through those conversations. So let me first introduce you to Jean Lee. Uh, Jean lives with her husband in a small town in Ohio. 
and she's 20 minutes from anything. Although she worked full-time while her parents were ill, she's now retired after 22 years of teaching elementary school. Her children are married um, with children of their own, and so now she has five grandchildren, which are her greatest blessings. Welcome, Jean. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Lori. Thank you so much for having us. I'm excited to get you all introduced so we can get this conversation rolling. Thanks for joining us, Jean. Um, next, yes. I'm going to go go ahead and introduce uh, Catherine Harrison. Catherine has an interesting blend of science, marketing, and art skills, and she has worked for over a decade in um, as a communications uh, professional. And she has been in writing and illustrating, and she put together this beautiful book who is, that has just been so well received called Weeds in Nana's Garden. Um, Catherine leveraged all of her different abilities, you know, to pull this book together. And it's really kind of stirred her experience with her mother's dementia in terms of doing this. And so she created this book to really help support families um, understand dementia and Alzheimer's disease and to also um, help raise awareness. So welcome, Catherine. How are you today? Hello. Well, thanks for having me, Lori. I can feel the excitement. It's so great to be here. <laughs> yeah, it, I know we were all on before we went live and there was a very strong chatter. I'm surprised we didn't blow up the lines, actually. So this <laughs> is going to be a fun, fun conversation. Next, I want to introduce uh, Anne Campanella. And she is the author of Motherhood, Lost and Found, which is a memoir. And um, Anne is a former news, uh, newspaper um, and magazine journalist. And she also is a poet and a horsewoman. She currently, um, or recently, I should say, joined the All Authors team uh, to help expand their presence on Facebook. So welcome, Anne. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having us, Lori, and I feel the excitement, too. Can't wait to get started. Wonderful. Thank you for taking the time with us today. Next, we've got Vicki uh, Tapia with us, and she is the author of a family memoir of dementia, Somebody Stole My Iron, um, which was a finalist in the 2015 High Plains Book Awards. She is part of the administrative team for all authors. And when she's not involved in that endeavor, she is diligently working on finishing up the edits to her next project called Forgive Maggie, which is um, a, another book which is going to feature her great-grandmother's uh, tumultuous life. So that sounds really uh, like an interesting read. So welcome, Vicki. How are you? I'm great and glad to be here, Lori. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Um, next, we're getting there. We just have a couple more to go, guys. <laughs> so next, I want to introduce to you um, Mary Ann Shuko. And Mary Ann um, is not a nurse who writes, but a writer who happens to be a nurse, is how she explains it. She is the lover of words and books. She's dreamed about becoming an author when she grew up. But she became a nurse to invo uh, you know, avoid poverty and, and get that paycheck going like, like the rest of us. Um, Marianne later brought her two passions together, and now she writes um, about the intricate lives of people struggling with health and family issues. So welcome, Marianne. Hi, Lori. Thanks for having me on the show today. Yeah, I'm very excited to uh, to have everybody pulled together. So thank you for, for joining us. Um, next, I'm going to uh, go ahead and introduce you to Irene Francis Olson. And Irene, I'm trying to find her on my list here because I'm almost worried that I've lost her. Oh, there she is. Okay. We've got so many, I have to scroll down too far. <laughs> um, Irene... Um, 
was her father's caregiver uh, during his struggle with Alzheimer's disease. And she said she'd do it all over again in a heartbeat. And I sure know what that feels like because I dealt with it with my own mom for 30 years. Um, Having previously worked in memory care, she wasn't new to the disease, nor was her family immune. Irene hoped to make a difference in the lives of others by writing novels and encouraging and supporting those who just might need um, that little extra um, support and and help them help them meet the needs of another who's who happens to be in their corner and um, I just think that's a really cool way to look at things. So welcome, Irene. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm representing Western Washington today in the Seattle area where I'm at. Wonderful. Well, I know lots of people out there, so I'll have to. I'll give them a big, big wave and hello uh, from the show here. Well, I am going to start with our first question, and I'm going to point that to Vicky. Um, Vicki, my understanding is now that the um, All's Authors, and this is just miraculous, is celebrating their fourth anniversary. Can you tell us all um, how the heck have you guys reached, you know, 200 authors? I mean, that's just an incredible collaboration that you guys have pulled together. We would have never guessed, Lori, when we started this, where it was going to take us. It's amazing. I'm not sure I can tell you, but I'm going to give it a go. We we started three of the original. There were five of us who started a collaborative promotional effort, like back in 2015. And we were authors of books about dementia. And three of those authors are still involved. That would be Jean, Marianne, and myself. From Jean from Ohio, Marianne from New York, and myself from Montana. It's amazing what technology can do. We decided to promote together, and when the three of us saw a potential, realizing that through this collaboration we were actually raising an understanding of dementia and what it involves, and also lending support through the books that we've written to people whose lives have been touched in some way by dementia or caregiving. And we thought, no, what if we not only promoted our, other, our own books, but what if we promoted other books about dementia? If a person's going to read one book about dementia, they're probably going to read two or three. So we thought, let's perhaps we could collate all these resources in one place. And our website was born a year later in, in June of 2016. We had this brilliant idea that we would feature a new author of a book about dementia every day during the work week for the whole month of June in honor of Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month. And we did. And at the end of it, we were so stoked, so pumped. We still had authors left we could approach. We thought, this is going great. We didn't think we could keep up one a day. So we thought, well, we could probably do one a week and see how far it takes us. And that's what we've been doing ever since. and people say, well, how do you find the books? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it is amazing because I remember when I started on this journey with my mom, there wasn't anything written, you know, or you would go to the library and they would just kind of look at you and you wouldn't even know what section to go to. You go to self-help yes. or do you go yes. to the medical? Yes. I mean, it, it, we have come so far just in, in the past 10 years, but really very far, just even in the last, I would say, three when it comes to um, literature um, available and people realizing this needs to be its own category and there has to be a way to slim this down uh, to, to get to to get to people. So I remember when you were featuring, you know, that one person a day during that month and and I was I was I was personally just so excited and I'm still very excited seeing how many authors are coming to light and how many people are, are you know, putting their thoughts down and, and their lessons learned, you know, to share with others. I just think it's such a, a comforting, comforting mass um, to families, um, talking about real life issues, not just medical speak, um, which a lot of times families, I, I personally don't think can, uh, can relate to. 
Um, they just want to know, you know, how are John and Sue doing it? <laughs> you know, and yeah, we'll talk about it. Is all, it is incredible though? I found the same thing. There were just were hardly any books. They were mostly medically based, and I was looking for a story about a real person experiencing what I was going through. I, I needed the support. So, yeah, when we started, we scoured Amazon looking for authors that we could approach. We would direct message them on Twitter. We would write them on Facebook and, and see, you know, bring them to us that way. Um, and once in a while, we'd get contacted by an author. And what's amazing now, three years later, is most of our authors find us, and we spend much less time having to scour around on Amazon's bestseller list. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. I mean, like I said, we're looking for books that speak to our audience in an authentic way that everyday real-life person um, yeah. And also, I, I, I would just like to quickly say we also have bloggers, not just authors of books, but bloggers. Usually our bloggers are right in the middle of it all, and they're blogging about it. And they're, they write some very, very powerful messages um, for our readers. So we're glad to include them along, along with our other authors. Wonderful. Well, that's fantastic. I know when I go out and speak, I, I mention you guys and I mention um, here in Roseville in our grassroots dementia friendly group, uh, we developed a thing called memory minder kits that is now in our Ramsey County libraries and a lot of people have duplicated those around the country now. And uh, it's, oh, that's just, it's terrific. It's so nice to to be able to see because they're they don't know where to go either to find these books and and so um, yeah they've developed one for early mid and late stages um, FTD Lewy body and now they're developing one for children wow. and they make and they wow. make these kits up so there's a there's educational information for the caregiver and then there's usually some kind of engagement piece if it's music or puzzle or whatever. Um, in um, in these packets, which is pretty cool. So um, I can hook you guys up too with Carol. I think I, I think I may have already, but I would be more than glad to give you Carol um, Jackson's information with our Ramsey County uh, Library because she's she's published articles in the library system about what she's developed and and how that's used as well. And your books would be fabulous for that. So, but I'm going to move very on um, with. With okay. our conversation, because we have so much to talk about, and I'm going to throw a question to Anne next. Um, Anne, your books have traveled on two dementia-friendly cruises, and most recently you went to uh, the Caribbean. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you pull together and create an inspirational uh, collection uh, to go on those cruises? Absolutely. I would love to. Um we created the first All's Authors Inspiration Collection for the Connecting Circles of Care and Building Bridges of Hope Cruise and Conference that was produced by Lisa Chirico this past April. And she, along with Danny, Ch- Danny Hutcherson um, and the Klein Center for Dementia Support and Grandparenting Research, uh, Danny was our sponsor with the Klein Center. And she and Danny worked together to come up with the idea of creating an inspiration collection, which was basically a selection of our books that would be specifically tailored to meet the needs of those who were on the cruise. So we ended up selecting particular books like books about Lewy body dementia, books for spouses or male or female caregivers, books about caring for parents or grandparents, um, even books written by people with early onset dementia so that the cruise participants could actually take home something special that would both be kind of a companion to them and a reminder of the whole event of being on a cruise Um, because the whole cruise experience uh, really was just such a, a visionary thing and a wonderful idea to bring hope to people and we were just thrilled to be a small part of that and Marianne actually went on the cruise and she can tell you a little bit more oh okay Uh, Marianne I'm going to pull you into the conversation if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit more about your experience too on the cruise oh I'd love to one of my favorite topics 
I love to cruise. And when I was presented with the idea of going on the dementia cruise, at first I was a little skeptical because I was unsure of how the um, with Alzheimer's and dementia would manage being on a cruise. If, if you've been on a cruise before, you know that there's a lot of commotion and busyness and noise and lights and million things to do. But uh, the people who came on the cruise were pretty much in the early stages of their disease with their spouse, with all couples, and um, all of them were pretty much, I like to say, on their own power, so they were able to get around pretty much without much of assistance, and they had a wonderful time. Every morning, we had a different educational program for them, one or two, and they would show up in, in the meeting room around 9.30, and they had, a little, had snacks and coffee and everything, and we would get down to business and there was a variety of speakers uh, available, including myself. I told the story of Al's authors. But we had um, Danny Hutcherson there, and he was there to talk about financial matters that are of importance to people with dementia. And we had um, um, a researcher, uh, Loretta Anderson, who came and talked about brain health, nutrition, and, and other issues like that. Um, um, Christy Turner was there from the Dementia Sherpa. She's a caregiving expert, and she was there to offer advice on that. And there were several other speakers as well. Um, in the evening, we all got together. We had uh, dinner, and there was a lot of social time. And on port days, we'd get off the ship and visit the ports, and we could see the um, couples the, with dementia that they were out and about and enjoying themselves as well. So I would recommend that. It's a wonderful getaway. It's good respite. When you're on a cruise, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to worry about cooking, cleaning, getting around. All that is done for you. All you have to think about is what am I going to wear and what am I going to eat today? And um, it's a great way to make some memories. So uh, we had a, a Facebook page, and there are a lot of really great pictures on that. And people are still talking about the cruise. Oh, that's fantastic. I uh, I did a cruise in uh, 2017, and, you know, it was one of those, too, where you, I had those concerns, too, about how's everybody going to do. But, oh, my gosh, some of them never went to bed, barely. I mean, they were just up, and they had more energy than ever. <laughs> they were just, yeah. they made such deep connections. And yeah. uh, and I know Harry Urban just went on one where it was just a group of them that it, it empowered them to say, hey, we can travel on our own. We don't even have to go with a group. You know, we can just go with a group of friends. We know how this how this works now. And so that was that mm-hmm. was very fun um, to be able to see that. But yeah, I think the the cruise option is is a wonderful wonderful element for people. And how nice for you guys to be able to put a package. Um, together like that that's absolutely um, fantastic because I, I know we had some some books donated as well when we did ours and people really appreciated those those extra resources and and then to know that you know you guys have this fabulous website people can go to to really dive deep is is just amazing and given that I'm going to go ahead and um, pull Catherine back in because my understanding is you guys have just updated your website. And so, um, Catherine, what, what has changed with your website? Oh, boy, um, so much has changed. And, yeah, we launched in, I guess it was March of this year. So, actually, time flies, right? <laughs> it just feels like it just launched. But um, we had... When we started, we never thought, as we have talked about, that we would be so big. So our site was limited in our functionality. Our site was limited visually. We had a lot of white space and not a very updated look. So it was time for us to look for a change. And so we uh, went through the process of building a new site where we could have not only a new site look, but also new site platform that gave us access to better functionality. Um, and we wanted our site visually to be more of a representation of the, of the big heart and soul that's, that's in this organization that you keep hearing from the voices um, behind this amazing uh, venture that just keeps 
keeps on growing and and also because we are now more than the website as you have talked about a little bit with the cruise and there's other things that we're going to talk about later it it made sense to make sure we had a site that was robust enough to handle more than what we've been doing so after several months um, we have a new host a new system a new look and we launched and actually, we interestingly, we have just had to make the decision that we have to upgrade our hosting plan again because we need more space, more traffic, more speed for all the traffic that we're getting on our site. What a wonderful problem to have. Now, if somebody goes to your site, can you just kind of maybe highlight a, a few things that they can that they can grab off of there, what they'd be able to, to see? Sure. Like cur- currently, our our big uh, part of our site is that we have a blog, and the blogs, as we mentioned, we have a new post every week that profiles a new resource, either a book or a blog, that's available, and it tells a story behind that book or blog from the personal perspective of um, of the creator. So every week, you'll find a new story and a new resource on our homepage and then all the past blogs that where they're uh, sorry the past posts where there's a hundred plus and growing uh, you'll see those stories there and we also have a bookstore which has access to all this all the books to purchase them directly from Amazon so that you can find so if you read about a book that you're interested in you can click on the bookstore find that book and then go and purchase that book, um, which actually brings me to kind of some upcoming functionality that we are going to be doing now that we have our new site on our new platform and have new tools available. We are looking to really increase the robustness of the searching capability on our site. You know, when we had 50 books, it wasn't a big deal. You could just scroll through the books and find them, no problem. But now that we have so many books, we need a better tool so that people can find the books that best suit their needs. So that's something that I'm going to be working on and launching for us. And the other thing that we're going to be adding is a calendar because we have more and more all the authors events going on. We want to make sure people can see those happening and find out about them. So that's also coming soon. Oh, you know, I'm going to add to that. I am working with some guys. Uh, they've got a company called ProValence. And if you go to alzheimerspeaks.com, there's a big resource tab. And mm-hmm. they have developed the first dementia resource directory in the world. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I've told them that they need to add to this is still, they're, they're, we're waiting on a couple more updates to kick in because people will be able to geo-search. And it has information from housing to um, books, videos, radio, um, finances, medications, um, people. So if they're looking for speakers or doctors or there's all different kinds of categories. But one I told them that they absolutely had to add was an events category. And and with that, um, one of the things that I like about that resource directory is once you put just one card in, you now get a whole portal that you can put on your website to help guide people. And these calendar cards um, that can be purchased can be changed out. And it's very inexpensive, um, but it might be a place where you guys want to position yourself because um, their goal is to get this into hospitals and clinics because one of the biggest complaints is, you know, people go in and get diagnosed and they're not given it any place to go. Yeah. Um, any resources to be had, and that might be that might work nicely for you guys to um, be able to position yourself um, in something like that, so even more people become aware of of what all you guys have to offer. Just a thought. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh, amazing. we love these new ideas because there's, you know, with all these new ideas, is where we just keep growing and keep expanding what we can offer, and which actually 
was something else that was happening while we were doing this website is we were looking at the future of all authors and we were working strategically on where we want to go and that work which I think Irene's going to talk about next that was happening concurrently mm-hmm. with the web redesign was the, was really helpful in driving what functionality and what look and vision we see for the site itself so mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah it it's always great to look out to the future and keep keep looking at different ideas for what we can do and where we can go. So thank you. Exactly. Well, that is a perfect roll-in um, to, to my next question that I was going to ask um, Irene, and that is to talk a little bit about, you know, Irene, you've been, my understanding, is working with some consultants to develop kind of your mission statement and your goals and you know, what are you guys going to be in the future? And um, that's got to be just fun to be looking at that kind of development. It is very fun, and it it also brings about fear of the unknown. But but what you said is so true. Um, a small business startup consultant uh, who was familiar with my Alzheimer's story through my novel, Requiem for the Status Quo, um, she's she approached us and uh, she helped the team, not just me, the team solidify what we had operated under since Alt Authors inception. I mean, she helped us put together our mission, vision, uh, our core commitments. And, you know, uh, if you think about it, it was easier to think on these matters and to feel them in our collective hearts, and it was far more difficult to put them down on paper. We had probably a half a dozen or more uh, Google Hangouts video calls with this consultant, and trying to parse these different words and have them make sense and, and really say what our hearts mean. And if I could just, just try to paint a picture, um, imagine six writers that's the management team, quibbling over commas, singular versus plural <laughs> nouns, you know, singular versus plural nouns, adverbs and adjectives, semicolons or colons, you know, that, that with those different little quibbling matters carried their own nu- nuances of meanings. And so our consultant respected our craft, our writing craft, and over the course of about three months, she guided us to the most accurate, heartfelt summary of who we are and what we do. And I'll just mention just a couple of those points just to give you and our listeners an idea of what was in our hearts, but then could finally be on paper and therefore on the internet, et cetera. Our vision, uh, a a primary focus of our vision, Lori, is to lift the silence and stigma of Alzheimer's and other dementias. Because as anyone who's involved with anyone personally or professionally uh, in the dementia Alzheimer's industry, we know that there is still a stigma. We'd like to lift that. And we want people to be comfortable talking about it. Um, Another thing that comes into play is honoring the personal experiences of those impacted by Alzheimer's and other dementias. And part of lifting the stigma and and getting rid of the silence around Alzheimer's is to advance the understanding of this disease through the collective knowledge of those authors uh, that become members of, if you want to call it, the Alzheimer's community, which is the Alzheimer's community is those of us who are sharing our dementia stories to light the way for others. Oh, that's so, I mean, great. It, was, it was quite an experience to do that, but that, then we weren't done. Um, the same consultant eventually broached the subject of Alzheimer's becoming a nonprofit, with tax-exempt status. She explained that doing that, becoming a nonprofit, would bolster all authors and provide a flexibility that our efforts thus far had yet to experience. 
Um, and, and a small part of that flexibility centers around our own personal financial capabilities. Because up to this point, for the most part, we financed everything out of our own personal bank accounts. And we've mind, we haven't minded doing that in the least. We are very generous with our time uh, and, if need be, our finances. But, but the important aspect that really resonated with us is how can we do more? How can we do more for an Alzheimer's community that only grows every day? So after much guidance from this consultant and through a little bit of pushback from the rest of us, from us Alzheimer's managers, um, we became convinced of the appropriateness of traveling down that tax-exempt path. And we discovered that that same path is filled with, it's all legal schmiegel, right? And it's accounting and it's all these types of things. We discovered that it's filled with potholes, roadblocks, legal language, which seems so ambiguous to those who aren't legal-minded. It would mostly scare off most people. But we went down the path, Lori, and uh, we did receive State of Washington nonprofit corporation status earlier this month. So exciting. And now it is exciting. And now we're on the brink of applying for 501c3 status with the feds. So it's a tremulous time, but it's exciting nonetheless because, you know, we've, we've already been introduced to the possibilities that being a nonprofit and working with other nonprofits, of which there are many surrounding this subject matter, we know what it'll mean towards expanding our commitment to encourage the needed support caregivers need worldwide. Mm-hmm. So it's a big milestone, and we're hoping that it goes without a hitch, but uh, uh, our full goal in doing this, and this is what the consultant realized in understanding our story, is that Um, We want to expand our influence. We want to expand um, how we can help others and bring others to a place where they're receiving, as you talked earlier, a few of you, about finding the resources that they need. Yep, yep. So, so important. That is is so much work to go through, um, that whole nonprofit uh, thing. So kudos to you guys. I, I have not... I have not done it myself, um, but I think but I think it's absolutely fantastic. So um, let, I want to move on here, and um, I want to um, go to Mary Ann and um, find a little bit more information about um, an anthology that you guys or that you published um, for the first year of your post. In uh, like Kindle ebooks and um, paperback and and audio book and all of those types of things. So so what's going on with all of that? Well, Lori, we had the idea that it might be helpful for the caregivers to have a book that they could hold in their hand, or have it on their phone or their e-reader, or even listen to as they went about their day where they could explore all of the different authors and the books uh, represented, and on, represented on the Alba Authors blog. So we took the first year's blog posts, and we had 58 authors, and we reproduced the stories that are posted on our website um, into this book uh, with you know, different chapters broken down according to categories, such as caring for a parent, caring for a spouse, books for children and teens, memoir, uh, how-to caregiver guides, all of that. And it features each author telling the story behind their story and how the reader can find that book if it's a book that they think might be helpful to them. And also the social media links and websites for each person. So our hope is that people will be able to use this book as a guidebook maybe to find um, even more resources that might work for them. It's a great gift if somebody has a caregiver in their life who needs a little more guidance or support. Um, Definitely an excellent gift. It can be given to people 
um, coming into care homes, into memory care, assisted living facilities. It really has a lot of different uses. And it's been it's done pretty well. Um, we had the audio book. That was the last piece that came out. And we had a talented narrator, Matilda Joy, do that for us. And um, it was interesting because after um, I had hired her for that job, she revealed that her mother-in-law had Alzheimer's as well. So it's really amazing how Alzheimer's is all around us. Every time I meet someone new, they usually have somebody in their life that's affected. So that was very encouraging with uh, putting together that first anthology. So we decided to do a second from our second year post, and that's in the final stages of revision right now. It should be released within the next week or two. Wow, that's um, that's exciting. Um, That's very exciting. All of the stuff that you guys are doing is just going to be so helpful to so many people. It's just unbelievable, the resources. And I just love how the Internet has kind of connected us all together um, to, you know, for these joint joint forces. And um, you just see people connecting that probably never would have connected without without that main source to begin with. I would like to mention that the audio, the anthology is available on Amazon, and it's also available in just about all of the different bookstores online, or you can go to your local bookstore, and if they don't have it in stock, you can request a copy. Okay, wonderful. Good to know. Well, Jean, I'm going to pull you in because we haven't talked to you for a little while, and I want you to talk a little bit more about you are doing some things with elder care attorneys and financial advisors and long-term care advisors. What's what's going on with that and all the books? Lori, it's been so interesting because four years ago we started out as our own individual entities, our own books uh, of grief and pain and brokenness. And by finding one another online, all authors, was created and we we began to seek out these books and as you said we found that we were changing the world one book at a time and then as we've grown and as Catherine said we've become more than a website and within that the people who have read about um, the authors that we promote on our website They've uh, thought about how can my industry use these books. And so our benefactor for our cruise, Danny Hutcherson from the Klein Center for Dementia Support and Grandparent Research, first of all approached us saying that he had purchased over 100 of our author's books, 100 different books to have in his uh, financial planning practice and when he had a family come in that was facing Alzheimer's or or dementia with a loved one he would give them one of our books that seemed to match their situation and in communicating that to us we found a new avenue for our books Um, we thought wow this really could work in the offices of elder care attorneys or financial advisors Or as you say, Lori, when someone is given a diagnosis but no resources. So our books, we we see our books now coming out of the website and coming to real places to actually be handed to people, given to people, and especially the anthology because that includes the first anthology, 58 Personal Stories. So we're just thrilled that other people have determined our direction in how this uh, gathering of books can be used. And I know Anne wants to tell you then a bit about how our traveling libraries have developed. Yeah, I was just thinking when you were when you were talking about this, it's like, you know, every hospital should have a little, you know, in their neurological centers a library where people can go and have those resources and and purchase them and let them, you know, when they come back from appointments, they can just switch them out 
And uh, yes. people would probably donate other ones that they've already read to share with others. But, you know, we got to get creative on all of this stuff and, and, and get, uh, get this information out. So, well, let's go, let's go to, you said, um, Anne was going to talk about uh, traveling, um, traveling libraries. Let's go to her next since you had mentioned that. And we'll, uh, we'll hear a little bit more on that. So, Anne, if you wouldn't mind, um, tell us what you've, what you've learned and what you'd like to teach us all about uh, traveling libraries and, and how you, are, you guys are working with that right now. I would love to, Lori. Traveling libraries have become one of my passions. Um, I would say, our, well, our first traveling library began as a pilot project in North Carolina, and that's where I am. Um, it probably grew out of two things. One was um, our work with Danny Hutcherson and creating the Inspiration Collection and discussing he basically has a library of Alzheimer's and dementia resources. And, and we thought, well, we could have a library. And last um, summer, we partnered with the Alzheimer's Association uh, Western Carolina chapter in Charlotte for um, an event for their dementia education event and we had an all's authors table a book table and before that event I put out the call to our authors um, to say if anyone would like to donate a book um, we're going to have this table and we will um, have them out for display during the day and at the end of the day we will pass them on to caregivers and our authors were incredibly generous and books were coming into my mailbox uh, like two and three a day and it was like Christmas every day for uh, for a book lover like I am and all of our team is and it became a very emotional experience because as I laid these books out on my table it was the first time, even though I'd been working with authors and working with their books online, I had not had the opportunity to hold them and touch them. And suddenly I had all of these physical books representing so many stories of people who had gone through the challenges and the, the difficult circumstances of living with Alzheimer's. And I just felt both overwhelmed and deeply connected with these authors. And I thought, oh my goodness, I would love for this to be an opportunity all of our caregivers could have. And so I thought, well, I'll go ahead and ask, see if anybody is interested. The team got behind this and said, sure, go for it. And we put the word out. And once again, our authors donated books. We started the first um, traveling library in North Carolina. We had an event in March, I believe, and we just had one in June where Barbara Ivey, Malia Klein, Marianne Drummond, Frank Morelli, and Cynthia Owensby, all all's authors, were actually present, which just made the event even more special. Uh, it was a, a dementia education event and we had a table. And so the table offered caregivers the opportunity to peruse all the titles and we could send them to our website and say, you know, anything that you want to order, it's right here. And we had information to pass out. Um, and it has just been so wonderful to see people holding and touching books and being able to tell each one about because we're so familiar, with the management team is familiar with the stories, we can tell people, this story fits your situation. This will be a support for you. And once the North Carolina library got started, Jean started one in Ohio, and Marianne started one in New York. And just this past week, um, Irene Olson has started one in Washington State. Uh, and Marianne had an event during the longest day at a, her local library, and it, it, we saw some pictures from that, and it was just looked like it was a, a fantastic event. So we are really just thrilled to be able to 
uh, put these resources in the hands of caregivers. It, it's just such a gift. It's a really a cool idea. It would be, um, especially once you get to be, you know, your nonprofit um, status, it would be cool to get a grant and then to see if you could even set something like that up with these dementia-friendly communities that are popping up. And let Absolutely. them Absolutely. Because I can see, like, even with our, our group in Roseville, we get together almost every month and do an educational program, and we have resources in the back, and that would just be another nice addition um, to be yes. able to to have for people. And, um, yeah, very exciting, very exciting. Yes. One of the things that we're learning is that people, we are learning from others what we can offer it's like you know we have our limited view and then other people tell us oh you know you guys could do this or you know we want you to do this and suddenly our view just keeps expanding and expanding and we're so excited that we're going to be partnering with the alzheimer's association again this summer and they have basically said we want you there every time we do a conference Mm -hmm. and um so we're just thrilled to be able to have that table and and let people see what's available for them. Well, it's kind of silly not to, um, you know, for them. I mean, that just it just makes so much sense, so much sense. I should connect you with um, Mary Beth Lewis out in New Jersey. She would, I think, be really interested in in something like that. I think. Well, I think all of them probably would be actually. Um, but oh, that is wonderful. I want to hear Jean's story about her traveling library, and and if she, if you don't mind adding, adding to the story, Jean. Absolutely, Lori. Um, about eighty of our authors have sent me their books, and I've taken them to some care homes, uh, and people have just found the collection to be so interesting. And then my own local Alzheimer's Association, I volunteered on their walk committee for about five years. And they saw pictures that we had posted of Anne's uh, Alzheimer's Association event in North Carolina. And they became convinced that that's something that could be um, advantageous and sought after in Ohio. So in my East Ohio chapter, they said, would you do three of these walks for us? And I really could only handle doing two. Um, but our traveling library, our 80 books will be at uh, two of those Alzheimer's walks, one in Medina, Ohio, and one in Akron, Ohio. And in addition to that, we will be donating our anthology to all of the grand champions. Wow. So that's to get our work into other hands and um, have it be seen and valued as, uh, you know, more than just one book, but a huge growing collection of wonderful books. Oh, fantastic. Um, Marianne, I'm going to have you talk about yours that uh, you just got involved with, too, if you don't mind. We are thinking about doing an online book club. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be something that's very exciting. Obviously, we have all the books and the authors uh, to keep us very busy for a couple of years. And um, it would be something that people could tune into. Uh, they could read the book ahead of time or perhaps just tune in to listen to the discussion and, and maybe get a little bit of respite. But it's just a, another way for people to get some valuable information and some insights uh, with some coping skills or even entertainment. Sometimes the books are, are entertaining as well. So we're really looking forward to that. We're going to be working with um, another organization in Alzheimer's world, which we're not free to disclose at this time, but it's a big one, and we're excited about it. Wonderful. Well, that's good. Now, you, you've you also got some other things um, with your nonprofit that you're discussing um, like doing a podcast and stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, the podcast would be a similar thing where we would be able to um, kind of make the blog alive and interview our authors, and they can tell their story behind the story and offer caregiver tips. Uh, mainly what we're looking for is 
is for people to find somebody else that's going through a similar situation. And um, we want people to know that if, if that person made it, I can make it too. Mm-hmm. So the um, point of the podcast would be to have like, you know, a friendly visit with someone else who has been there and, and, and made it through and can offer some guidance and support for people who are on the journey right now. And, and maybe they're just, they're not having a really good time of it. Yep. So it helps oh, I, the I, author exposure for their book as well as to uh, the caregiver to learn that the resource is out there. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Now would that, would you be doing um, just audio podcast or would you be doing a video or haven't thought that far? Well, we haven't really gotten that far yet. I think it might okay. be a video. We're considering okay. a, a, a platform that was made available to us. So we, we still need to, we're in the research stages right now to find okay. out if this is a good fit for us and who's going to do it and how much time is it going to take and is it going to be um, have any costs associated. Um, we haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. I would I would highly recommend the Zoom platform. It's pretty easy to use, and a lot of people with dementia mm-hmm. um, utilize that already. And um, it's, a, it's a little bit more stable, I think, than uh, Skype and, and some of the others, and not as complicated as right. Adobe and, and, and things like that. So that's just my, my two cents worth, because a lot of times okay. if it's if you're trying to attract people with dementia and their care partners, people with dementia, you know, say that they really need to be able to see the person to be able to take everything in because they're okay. reading lips and facial expressions and things like that. Um, and then if there's if there's drawings or, you know, illustrations or even just book covers, those things can be shown. And, and, and I think they tie in personally, uh, sometimes a little bit more um, seeing you and they always have the opportunity to just listen to the audio. You could do video and split it off two ways too. So um, if, uh-huh. if that, if that helps at all, well, I can't believe our time has just like flown by and we've got like three minutes left. So um, Marianne, is there anything else that you want to say? I'm going to just hit everybody real quick and see if there was any last minute things you want to toss in. I would just encourage everyone to take a look at com. You can look at our bookstore. All of our books are available and, and categorized to make it easy for you to find the one that, that might be the story that you need. And they all link to the Amazon store, so you could pick one up um, pretty easily. Right now we're running a book sale for uh, okay. Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month. So if you go to the website, you'll see that on the, on the main page. And a lot of the books are, are on sale for 99 cents, and some of them are even free. And we're offering a raffle as well. So if someone, um, you know, you could enter the raffle and you could win one of the books. Okay, wonderful. Irene, any last comments from you? Uh, I just really enjoyed my time here, and I hope you all enjoyed my grandson walking into my office and saying, Mamo. Uh, <laughs> Part of my part of my full time job is watching our grandson uh, several days a week, and we absolutely love doing it. And he missed me, so he came into my office. So, oh, uh, but that's 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 life. <laughs> yep. But yep. thank you again, Lori. And um, the future looks grand for all authors, but even more importantly, I hope the future looks grand and grander for the Alzheimer's community. Okay, great. Jean, how about you? Anything you'd like to say in wrapping up? I think in wrapping up, I'd just like to say that we all have concluded we came together uh, as individual authors at a point of brokenness, and we shared vulnerability, which is difficult to do through our writing. And having done so and come together, now we have this resource of all authors to offer as healing for others whose lives are impacted by Alzheimer's and dementia. Great. Thank you. And Vicki, how about you? Any last comments? We've got just about a minute left. A lot of miles can separate us, but thank 
goodness for technology, which has allowed us to feel so deeply, deeply connected. We didn't meet in person for the first time until last November. So we have formed relationships, strong, strong relationships through cyberspace. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Catherine, and then I want to get to Anne, too. The the community that exists on All's Authors will make anyone that's in in this journey, right in the heart of it, hard days, hard moments. If you go and read some of these stories, you will feel better, I guarantee it. People that have faced what you're facing and people that have learned and can share and you won't be disappointed. It, it All of us um, put so much heart into it and the heart of people that are in this journey are, is there on these pages, on these websites and on these books. You won't be disappointed. Thank you. Um, Anne, can you... Yes, we've I got would love ten to. seconds, okay. and I want to get in your your URL too. So, um, I just wanted to mention that we have a bloggers workshop coming up with the Western Carolina chapter Alzheimer's Association event with Richard Crichton and Ann Balcom, and we're so excited about that. And we also have an All's Authors panel that will be speaking at the AWP Writers Conference in San Antonio, March fourth through 7th of next year, led by Tanya Ward-Goodman. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I want to plug the All's Authors. You go to allsauthors.com. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening today. We just ran out of time. Again, check out allsauthors.com. Bye now. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.